hard questions, even hotter answers. My name is Josh, joined always by my good friend David. I hope you missed us. Did you miss us? Because we're back. I wonder if someone responds like in their car <laughs> right at the moment like, no. Yeah, I missed you. Or yes, I don't, I don't know. I feel like we would get hurt sometimes if you hurt, pe- hurt people's responses. And that's why we do podcasts and not live shows. <laughs> I tell you what, you know what I was thinking though? I'm very thankful that they don't record us like it's a live, like, like a video recording. Like live live? Yeah, I mean, did you, I mean, we were both dancing. It wasn't great, buddy. No. It no. wasn't great. I was in my moment. It was, I wish okay. I could <laughs> If there's a talent, I wish I had. actually have two of them. And this is not spiritual at all. But I would love to dance. It's one of my giftings I wish I had. Well, since uh, the news has been dropped... Uh, if you aren't on social media and you're yeah, you're only yeah. getting your social media from this podcast, which that's strange. But if you're only getting your social media from this podcast, uh, me and my wife are going to be having a child. And on the note of dancing, they will absolutely be put in dance classes. Let's go. <laughs> that, I refuse to I refuse to raise a child who um, dances like a white person, uh, just like that. Uh, yeah. Well, dude, congratulations. Are you excited? I'm extremely excited. Oh, man. I'm ex- I cried at the post. Not even going to lie. That was a perfect <laughs> post. That was really, really good. Becky, if you're listening, bravo. Did you have part in that? Did you give some inspiration that to that? That was all her. What a woman. What a woman. And the second gift I want, and I just remember because I'm going to forget it. So first I want to dance. Mm-hmm. And I want to rap. Mm. I wish I could rap, Josh. Like, what if you just put on a beat right now and I just started <laughs> Oh, rapping? you want to freestyle. Anything. I really. I wish I could freestyle. You mean you can't like learn a you can't like learn a rap song? Okay. I, can I rap like background by Lecrae and Andy Mineo by heart? Absolutely. Right now, if you would put it on, I'd be I'd be ready to go. I can play the background. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, he uses some. You know, he does some editing uh-huh, on his uh-huh. voice. He probably sounds like that too. Anyways, that's not the point of this podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I will say this: um, coming up uh, in March, March twenty first, we are having a youth car wash. It's going to be from ten a.m. to two p.m. We'd love you to come by. It's a fundraiser for them. Allows them an opportunity to raise money uh, for upcoming events, uh, life changing events. So if you can be part of that, bring your car by, um, and we will wash it. We will vacuum it. We'll feed you. Probably not feed you, but we will wash and vacuum. <laughs> We're going to feed the probably feed the people washing the cars. We're going to do that. Yeah. Little Caesars? <laughs> Little Caesars. Caesars. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. Um, but anyways, I, let's dive in. Man, I have been enjoying this. Hopefully you enjoyed our previous podcast, uh, the one about homosexuality. And um, we were talking about elephants. A lot of times there's elephants in the room nobody wants to address. And so we like to address them here on the show. Not Absolutely. only just because we like to do that, but also because we're going through a book right now called Chasing Elephants. Um, and it's wrestling with the gray areas of life. So we look at scripture. And what does God have to say about these areas? And so today we're going to dive into another one, um, and that one is called the cyber world. And this is something that's very prevalent today, obviously, um, and it's something that we all thrive on. So I've highlighted a couple of quotes from the book. We're going to dive into it. Um, and then this one is uh, kind of a shorter one just because um, it's something that we're dealing so prevalently with that you hopefully have thought about certain things that we're going to talk about today. Um, and if not, we'll get your mind going on them. But um, so... 
most of us, before we even get out of bed, I would like to think, I've actually stopped this habit, I don't know about you, but most of us do this, where when we wake up in the morning, the first thing we do is grab our phone and start so scrolling through social media. Some people actually like to check their emails, um, uh, but we do something on our phone to check our text messages. We grab our phone and we before we even get out of bed, we're kind of immersed in that mm -hmm. world, the cyber world, if you will. Um, most of us use the internet virtually every day to communicate, to work, and to play. So we're on our phone, we're on our laptop, we're on our computer. Even though it feels weird to say, I feel when I say computer, Josh, I feel like I'm really old saying that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's right. You're professional. Very professional. Okay. Very professional. Thank you. Thank yes, you, sir. There you go. Thank you, sir. Um, but it's something that's very prevalent. Most of us would have a hard time imagining our lives without it. Okay, so for example, if you were around for Hurricane Irma, mm -hmm. okay, I felt like we were living in some type of like the Stone Age. Like, <laughs> bro, I, first of all, I've never experienced heat like that because obviously nope. all the AC was gone. All the power was gone. Um, and then I had no service on my phone. I could do nothing but play board games. Yep. And basically... We ate barbecue, like we had the grill out, and we grilled out every single day, which that doesn't sound terrible. But I almost, like, at the start, I had a panic attack because I didn't have my phone. I didn't have my stuff. I wasn't able to look. I was, pre I'm pretty, I was pretty addicted to my phone. Anyways, Josh, it's, it's pretty prevalent these days, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. My, I would say my, like, back when Armour came through, I had a, it was a very strange experience for me because working in, working at the corrections facility you know we had we were on generator power yeah. because we have to have power so it was very strange for me i would go from 12 hours a day having internet air conditioning you know a refrigerator to no internet no air conditioning no power just so so hot just so miserable i was so mad Dude. Just all the time. Were you mad? I was. I was angry. I was. That like, because we, we didn't have power for like two weeks and I was just angry that whole time. Dude. I mean, so what we're saying, we're trying to get a point, which sidebar again. Have you heard the song Hurricane Irma? No. Hurricane Irma. Get I, your plywood. Get what you need. You will this have to hurricane. show me that as soon as this <laughs> recording is done. <laughs> on this show. It's a great song. Anyways, what we're trying to get you to think is life without the cyber world, the internet, life without your phone, really. Um, a couple of uh, you know uh, statistics that the, um, Brent Crow put in this book. In Africa, more than 67 million people, or 6.8% 6 of the population, use the internet. In Asia, it's 19.4%. In Europe, it's 52% of the population. And here in North America, it's 74.2% of the population that uses internet. So clearly, our online world or the online world occupies a predominant chunk of our attention and time. I don't know if you've ever done this, but on your phone, it usually will tell you how much time you spent, your screen time. At least that's what mm -hmm. it says for my phone. Those pesky analytics. Okay, how much time you're spending on your phone or on, you know, on those social media apps, all that stuff. So what we're trying to say is with this cyber world is we need to be able to approach it. And Brent says this in his book. We need to be able to approach it with what? A spirit of intentionality fueled by a biblical worldview. So Josh, today, me and you, we're going to go through some of these questions that he asked so that we can analyze this, so we can analyze our life in the cyber world and see if we're really honoring God with the way and the amount of time that we spent in the cyber world. So mm -hmm. number one, I, I can kick it up for us. Um, number one, the question that he asked, am I representing the attitude of Christ in my social networking? 
and my representing the attitude of Christ in my social networking. So one of the things that you start asking, one thing that would be good for you is to ask yourself, what's my purpose for social networking? What is my purpose for social networking? Uh, this virtual network affords individuals the ability to stay connected and informed through text and video. But this is something for us. As we communicate through this medium, we should do it in a way that represents Jesus. So as I ask that question, Josh, is there anything that comes to mind for you when I ask, what's my purpose for social networking? Is there anything that comes to mind for you or anything kind of that, uh, a thought that, that provokes in your mind as I kind of um, ask that? Yeah, so... At least, I don't know, I don't know if this is how everyone else works, but at least for me, with uh, my certain social networking sites um, are used for very, very specific things. So I'm on uh, Reddit, for instance. Reddit is a, a, a forum, like a website that has a bunch of different, they're called subreddits, and they're, they're basically mm. um, threat <clears throat> forums for different subjects. So I'm in a handful of different subreddits, um, but most of, the, most of the time, if I'm using Reddit, it's I'm trying to get information. Like right now, I'm using for the most part, I'm using Reddit for um, one of my video games. Okay. And if I need, if I'm like trying to figure something out, or I'm trying to figure out news, or seeing what the community is talking about, I go to Reddit and I can read through and I can see what everybody's talking about. Um, Instagram for I've almost never on Instagram anymore. It's very, very, very rarely am I actually on Instagram. Um, Facebook is mindless scrolling. Like if I have nothing, like if I have nothing to do and I'm literally just going to scroll my phone, it's going to be Facebook. Hmm. Um, and then the social media app that I'm using the most now is TikTok because it's Vine 2 and Vine was my life. So (laughs) Vine, you know, I've yet to go on TikTok. I've not done anything TikTok related. Take the dive, my friend. I don't know. I still haven't done Pokemon Go. We're going to talk. We'll talk about that. We'll talk <laughs> I just, about that later. Okay. That's besides the point. Okay. So here's a good thing. You mentioned all of that, and there's a lot of obviously different sites that you can use, that type of stuff. So Brent makes a good point in this. In thinking about all that, in thinking about Instagram, uh, some of you are on Snapchat, some of you are on TikTok, um, Facebook, even though people say Facebook's for old people, whatever your <clears throat> place is, um, with all aspects of life, Brent Crow says scripture calls us to engage in any activity while thinking and acting Christianly. So here's mm-hmm. what he challenges us. This is what he says. So that means if you're a football player, then someone should be able to observe what Jesus would look like in shoulder pads. Exactly. If you're a full-time student, then others should be able to see what Jesus would look like attending a university. If you work at a restaurant, that's a good one then others should be able to witness what Jesus would look like waiting tables. Here's the challenge for us. In the same way, Jesus becomes our identity in every area of life. He must also reign in our social networking. So what would it look like if Jesus was on social media? And we should try our very best to reflect that. Obviously, we can get on these social media sites um, to have fun, as a way to relax, kind of take our mind off what the day was like. But here's another challenge he gives us. If you find yourself going to the internet to escape your true reality, then you must ask yourself if that's a Christ-like attitude. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that could be the thing to just, whatever we're, our reality is, to kind of just coast through that, not really face that, but go on And, you know, I, think, to I think that brings up a, it brings up a good um, idea. So we talk, you know, you talk about a lot in Wednesday Night Service how, you know, we should be, living our lives even when we're not here at church we should be living our lives because he is that jesus is standing right next to us right he can see everything that we do um nothing we do is secret to him 
so on and so forth. Um, I feel like that that idea is even more prevalent when you're on social media because literally everything you are doing, mm-hmm. no matter how hard you try, literally everything you are doing is being seen by someone. Someone can see it. And even if someone can't see it, they can find it eventually if they, yeah. if they try hard enough. Ev- nothing you do online is ever secret. So I, I like, you know, you really have to think the every every time you get on a computer or on your phone, you really have to think, okay, what am I doing? Who am I representing? You know, what what is you know what what image am I putting out there online? Sure, sure. I mean, even uh, this came to mind as you were saying that. So like on Instagram, there's that option to be able to see like the pictures that people like. There's the option to be able to see when people are. Uh, like active, active yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. So and then and then, like they can see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. They can see your activity. So so does it look like Christ? I guess with this question is, if someone were to go to your social media sites and even the things that, for those of you listening and for those of that have dealt with social media, things that you tried to hide, things that you don't want people to know, like if if like God looking down on you, and if someone were to find out those things that you try to hide, would they see Jesus? Would they see what it looks like to have Jesus on social media? So that's question number one. Number two, do you want to do number two? It's on sure. 109. So <clears throat> number two, it says, are my social networking activities under the control of the flesh of the Holy Spirit? And basically what he's talking about there is what is, you know, what are you, what is your purpose for using social media? Like what are your, what are you actually trying to get out of it? Basically. Mm-hmm. There's a quote, there's a quote, there's a quote I really like from this. Okay. He says that any of us, are only one step away from stupid at any time. Mm-hmm. Any of us are only one step away from stupid at any time. So here's something for you to think about. This is what he says. Satan is always looking for a place to get a foothold in our lives, and that includes our online networks. While this medium can be an opportunity for a lot of good and positive activity, know that it also sir, offers many opportunities for the flesh. So while this is a quick question, it's not so much a quick question because we need to be able to analyze our motives and realize we're just, we literally are one step away from stupid, mm-hmm. like a dumb decision. One click. And that, what that brings to mind is, so I, I for the past four or five years now, I've used um, an application called Adblocker Plus, mm-hmm. and it literally blocks all ads. Oh, I will say all ads. It, almost all ads. It, it it'll miss a few every once in a while, but even ads that it misses, you can actually block manually, and then it will remember the the codex for what that you know the actual line of code that oh, wow. pops up in a, on a website for that ad, and it will remember. Hey, if I see this line of code, I'm gonna cut it out. So literally, I have. I can go through and I can look on my computer and it'll tell me how many ads I've blocked and I've I've probably cost ad companies upwards of a hundred thousand dollars easily, <laughs> but because of that, the only things that I'm seeing online are things that I am actually typing in. Like I'm I'm not I don't I'm not getting like that random pop up. Hey, click on this. Hey, click on this. Hey, you might be interested in this. Hey, you might be interested in this. So I'm not having. I'm taking away the opportunity for me to wander. Mm. Mm. And that opportunity comes very easily. 
Dude, I, I was hearing the other day, and, and then we'll move on to the next question here too, but like, man, there's so many temptations out there. There's so many paths that start to look innocent. At the, they're looking innocent at the start and mm-hmm. lead to harm later on. Um, and then like just the things that are now being offered, like there's on Snapchat, there's like for the students listening, like there's, I think they might be bringing back, they had at one point Snapchat after dark or something like that where it's literally like access to like not, it's not pornography, but it's pornography. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That, that access is out there, even on Instagram. The access that you have, what the things that you can look up, whether it's through hashtags or even just some of the things that you could find and discover, like that access, again, we're all one step away from stupid. Like Instagram can be used really, really well. It can mm-hmm. be used for positive things. Dude, I've watched so many funny videos on Instagram. I've lost count. Like it could be used for good things spiritual things but it could be used for a lot of harm so when you're on social media are you operating in the spirit or are you operating in the flesh let's go to the next one man uh does social networking have a positive spiritual impact on self so it's kind of taking that previous question this question and kind of diving it into a little bit more does social networking have a positive spiritual impact on self brent says in the book probably the most destructive activities for community for any community are gossip and side hall conversations If we're not careful, social networking will present opportunities to tear down or slander. Even if you aren't the one writing slanderous statements, you can be just as guilty for reading them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something, without diving into the the other things I have underlined here, but that's that's one of the things that's really prevalent, man. The the tearing down and slandering, that's one of the things that can be, social media can be used for. And, you know, how often do we find that, whether it's, you know, and... Man, I, I don't know. I know all things come out to light, and we have to be careful, though, with some of the things that we circulate, some of the things that we share. Sometimes people just share, and they don't even know if what they just shared is actual truth because mm-hmm. there's so much, I'm going to call it fake news. Fake okay. news. Okay, there's a, <laughs> that there is there is a lot of stuff that's not actual like fact. It's not actually something that happened, and we will circulate it. And then even sometimes um, when somebody posts something, a, th- a thought, an opinion, that doesn't line up with what you think. Dude, have you seen on social media how quickly people will rip each other apart Mm -hmm. in the comments just because they do not agree with that way of thinking? Like, it's not even a private message. It's I'm in front of the world, in front of this community, going to tear you down. Like, I'm going to do it right now. And to me, I don't think that's God honoring you. And I don't know what your thoughts are. But again, what what do you think on this this part of it here? The... When it comes so Facebook, talk about Facebook. I'm in I'm in a group on Facebook that specifically deals with um it's it, the whole the whole point of the group is it's called Are You Even Pro Life? You can't find it currently because we had a bunch of trolls come through. Um but the whole the whole group it's um people from every single walk of life, but they're all pro life. Every single person in supposedly every single person in the group you know, um, is against, is anti-abortion, is against abortion. So the group goes through phases where things will be great for a while, and then every once in a while a couple new people will come in and they'll start, we'll get off topic because it's literally, there's, you know, there are people in there that are, uh, you know, ex- like, uh, feminist pro-life there's people that are like super vegan pro-life uh, people that are atheists and pro-life people that are Christian and pro-life so you know you have all these people that ha- have one thing in common but have a lot of things that aren't in common so a lot of the times they do they do butt heads <coughs> sorry 
I don't mind as much now. I don't mind as much in that group specifically, um, expressing my views to other people because it is a closed group. It, it's a closed group. It's not. It's not something that's public. Sure. Not ev- not anyone you know can just come across it and read it. You have to. You have to search this group out. You have to apply to be a part of it. You know, it's not just some random thing. So <clears throat> I'm more comfortable in that space expressing my own personal views against someone else who's expressing their personal views sure. but on my own page like I, w- I wouldn't be afraid to share something that's you know my like my viewpoint you know if we're talking like specifically talking about abortion if we're you know I wouldn't be afraid to share something like that but I'm also not gonna I'm not gonna go at it in the, my own comment section with someone who's being nasty because nothing's gonna come of it mm. Mm. like I can just hide that person and I forget about it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think, Josh, I think there's, obviously I think that space that was created there was a space to be able to have conversation like that, that group you're talking about. But also I think it's the way that you do it. You know what I'm saying? You can talk to someone and, and express your opinion in a way that's not, I'm going to tear you down. I want to rip you to pieces. You can do that, man. So I think we got to be careful. I think on, on social media, we have to be careful with things that we share. Um, I can think of a post that came out about Carl Lentz. Um, I can actually think about several posts that came out about Carl Lentz. Um, one thing that I remember that, that really got me frustrated was, um, it, it, they, I guess someone had gotten a picture of him drinking at the bar with Justin Bieber. And I get, again, I know things can can come to light, Josh. I get that. And, and you know, if that's what happened, and, you know, I, I may have my own opinions about that. You know what I'm saying? I may mm-hmm. think that maybe that wasn't the best choice. Or maybe I'm like, hey, that was the greatest choice. Here's my point, though. When, when we share stuff like that, and I start to read in the comments, people get it in like, yep, um, you know, oh, well, he's probably going to hell, or that's why Justin Bieber is the way that he is, mm-hmm. or that's why this and this and that. Like, there's not good that comes from it. There's only tearing down, and none of us are completely interjected in the story. None of us know exactly maybe what happened. Nobody knows really Carl Lentz in a personal way, so we don't really get to do that. And again, that's just one example, and that's my opinion, mm-hmm. that I don't think it was right to share stuff like that. But we have to be careful on social media. Yeah. Are the things that we do and share and considered gossip? And do you, before, this is a good one, do you, before you share something, before you write something, before you post a status, do you think to yourself, man, God, is this going to honor you? Is this going to help build your kingdom? Is this gonna, Is this going to help people grow? Is this going to bring unity and community? Like, is that what this is going to do? Or do we just, which I think we do sometimes, we just post out of emotion. Mm -hmm. Something that we feel in the moment. And something that because maybe we feel passionate about it, we post it. We don't stop and think. The same way you shouldn't say something when you're steaming angry because what you say will probably you'll regret. Same thing is with posting. Whenever you are operating on emotions, you got to be always, I've always tried to keep the mindset and I've always told other people, never ever post or say anything on social media that you cannot 100% back up yourself. If you if you would not be okay with someone standing in front of a room of 500 people reading exactly what it is that you posted and you would be like, "Yeah, go ahead. That's totally fine." If that if the you know, if you can say that, then good. But if you can't say that, you probably shouldn't be saying it. Gosh, man. I don't think any of us like to think like that. Um, why don't you go to the next one, man? So our next one is, will social networking addict? Hmm. I feel like that's, I'm going to say, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I don't, I mean, absolutely it can addict. Um, Instagram, heck, Instagram, I was addicted to Instagram for forever. Like, if I was on my phone, I was on Instagram. 
And it was that way for a long, long time. And then I just kicked it. Dude. And did it feel good? It did. Because I don't feel like I have to go on there and I have to, like, keep up to date with everything that's going on. Yeah. It's something. You know, too, man, obviously I think it's good in the sense where if you can keep up with people's lives, like, that are, let's say, overseas or something. You got a friend. You got a cousin. A lot of times, even the very people around us, the only reason we know anything about their lives is through social media. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, you know, it sounds really cheesy. Nobody writes letters anymore. Nobody... Hardly people hardly call each other. Mm-hmm. Hey, how are you? Or even sometimes just a regular text message. Like literally, I found out, I found out about people's lives because of social media. That's not very personal. And obviously, there's a side of it that's not meant to be super personal to social media. But I think we lose our personalness because of social media too. And yes, I think it can be very very addicting. Here's something that Brent said. Like most things, social networking can can but shouldn't become addicting. Remember, technology exists to serve us, not the other way around. It's a way to communicate, not a place to live your life. Mm-hmm. Evaluate. Look at how much time you spend on social media. And then here's what did it for me, Josh. Honestly, how much time do I spend in prayer? Yeah. How much time do I spend in the Word? And even things like how much time do we spend like reading books? Like how much time do I spend with people? Right. Versus social media. Like, these are things that we need to evaluate. Because, again, we, it was, it could be existing. Technology exists to serve us, not for us to serve technology. That's not the way it's meant to be. And I don't want to just be, if you look around at restaurants, bro, you look around at, at places, at the park, whatever, we go out and we see, you look around, there's people, and I've been guilty of it, they're on their phone. Like, like dinner's supposed to be happening and people are on their phones and not even talking to each other unless they're texting each other and that's how they're having their dinner. <laughs> that's not okay. It's not all right. So it will social networking cause you to have an addiction to it? Yeah, I mean, that's why even nowadays, man, and I understand it. I'm not trying to bash people that do this, but I hear, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to fast social media. Why do we feel like we need to fast social media? Why is social media to a point where it's, considered fasting in the sense like we fast food because we eat food every single day like Mm -hmm. it's part of our life so that means social media has gotten to a point where it's it's a part of our everyday life to a point where it's like man i should fast this like it should not should not be this much people people giving it up for like lint and stuff like that yeah i just saw a post (laughs) (laughs) all right okay let's go to the next one here um and so these are some really good ones and i hope they're challenging you uh does social networking go against your conscience does social networking go against your conscience? And, and this, is, this is a good one. Um, if something about having social networking account doesn't feel right to you, then simply carry on without one. No rule says you're better because you utilize this medium. And here's what I really want to go by. He, he tells this story. He says, I have a friend, a teacher, who used to be addicted to internet pornography. Mm-hmm. It almost completely destroyed his life. God has restored him and his relationship, and he hasn't looked at porn in years. But to this day, He doesn't feel comfortable having a computer in his office. Whatever work he needs to accomplish through email and social networking, he does at the library where anyone can walk by and see what he's working on. While he might be free to have a computer in his office, his conscience won't allow him to do so. Our conscience can serve as a powerful tool when we are trying to make decisions on the gray areas of life. At times, your conscience could be well, could well be the last line of defense to keep you from making a decision that you shouldn't. So here's what I'm saying. Does it go against your conscience? Be challenged by this. If you have a struggle with lust, if you have a struggle with pornography, if you know that social media is going to cause you to stumble in some sort of way, it's going to lead you down a path that's going to cause even more harm, 
Why is it worth it having it in your life? Like, why? Like, for those of you listening that uh, are married, like, why is it worth your marriage? Mm -hmm. Why is it worth your salvation, your relationship with Christ, just to indulge in social media? So if it violates your conscience, and Josh, you can share your thoughts on this as well, don't do it. Like, get off it. It's... Like... I see, you know, I don't want to step on toes. Just um, what? This I is see, what we so, do. You know, I see, you know, sometimes, all right, every time I see a, uh, a, a joint Facebook page on, you know, a couple's joint Facebook page mm-hmm. where, you know, both the husband and the wife, the, as soon as I see that, I'm automatically like, oh, well, he doesn't have a Facebook page because he had one at some point and... He couldn't be trusted with it. Mm. And it's it like it hurts, you know. But like at that point I'm like, you shouldn't even you know, if that if it was a if it was that big of a problem, maybe you shouldn't be on it, period. Just mm. cut it out completely. Mm. But like if you know, I also I, I also think that and I think these people are very, very few and far between, you know, the people that just aren't on social media, period. Um but you, we do need to remember, like, if you're if you are one of those people that's like, you know, I don't have a Facebook or I don't have an Instagram or, uh, you know, I don't get on this this or this uh, social media network, you need to be careful not to, you know, think that you are now somehow immune to the things that that you know social media can bring. Um, for for instance, I can think of one person prevalently, uh, Dr. Bill Gothard. He was a uh, he was a a pastor and a preacher and he did seminars and was very intelligent very well thought out man he did a lot of uh uh our my family personally we used a lot of his curriculum um in our family planning and stuff and it was a lot of very very good information he did not know how to use a computer he refused he refused to learn how to use a computer didn't know how to send an email nothing he had other people type his emails he had other people do what he needed to do on the computer um about six years ago he got found out that he was inappropriately touching the women that were at his institution wow so it's not it's definitely not you know just because you're not connected to technology and social media doesn't mean you're now somehow protected from the things that it can bring yeah yeah i mean uh the enemy's persistent. If one window closes, he's going to try to find another crack in the I mean, the internet, like, you know, the internet isn't super old. You know, 1998, like in the book says, 19, you know, in the 1990s is really when it started to get popular. People, people were, you know, addicted to pornography before the internet came out. Yeah. It's not like pornography started just because the internet came around. Yeah, yeah. So I guess what essentially we're trying to say is guard your heart, whether it is that you do have that joint account. And if you do have a joint account and it's because not because something happened, then, hey, you know, but if you are, then we challenge you today. Um, You know, think about whether or not it's worth it. If you're able to get off it, then then get off it. Um, But, you know, does it go against your conscience? Another good one. Uh, Will social networking disrupt fellowship and damage relationships within the community? And that's a really good question. And he asked, he asked a couple questions. He asked two. First, do you think a biblical New Testament kind of community can exist solely online? Second, can authentic relationships form and grow online with no extra virtual interaction? And obviously, I feel like we know 
the answer to that, but here's what he says towards the end. He says, while many of the qualities of friendship and community can be exercised online, they also require an intimacy and emotion that can't be experienced virtually. Mm-hmm. In other words, biblically, bib- biblically, <laughs> biblically yes, defined amen. relationships can't be downloaded, but they can be supported and experienced through social networking. Yeah, I'm not, so what that, what that makes me feel like, I'm not going to say that someone um, cannot get saved through a computer screen, because I do believe someone absolutely can. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, I feel like, um, it's going to be it's a lot easier to reach someone for Christ face to face where you can you know be present and you know gauge that person's reactions and you can you know have a, a, a intimate relationship with that person um i do think that social media is good for getting people thinking i think social media is a very good place where you know you can post you can put a blog post or you can post a meme or you you can do something that gets the the wheels and the gears inside somebody's heads turning like maybe you know maybe you're not going to get a full conversion out of somebody through your blog post but maybe you can get some gears turning to the point where they start questioning you know their worldview yeah yeah that's really good um and, and the thing it makes me think of too like man i encourage you to, to be at a church to go to a church not just watch sermons from your house stream them live like i go there's aspects of community and relationship um the most important aspects and, and those aspects are had in person like mm-hmm. you have to have them in person um do you want to ask the next one uh, 113 right there um so Will social networking damage your reputation? I think, I mean, we kind of touched on that earlier about, you know, you, again, never post anything online that you cannot 100% back up. I, you know, we understand that you can't, uh, when it comes to news stories and things like that, you can't 100% all the time, you know, be 100% certain that everything you're, you're citing is 100% factual. Um, but you should try. You should try to make sure that every, you know, if you're sharing a new story, um, maybe you should read the article before sharing it. Yeah. Don't just share it with, don't just read the headline and then hit share. Maybe read the article first. <laughs> so many people do that. They read a the headline and they're like, boom, shared. <laughs> like, okay. You didn't even read the rest of it. That's fine. Or even, uh, and we'll move on to the next one, but even just posting when you're emotional, when something just bad just happened, when you feel like someone just stabbed you in the back. And you want to send some type of private message, but not really private message. You ain't, you need to post it so now your peoples can back you up. And that person can see your post and say, wow, or at least have some type of reflection. Mm-hmm. And it never happens that way. I don't know if you do this, uh, but uh, or you see these things. But on Facebook, obviously, it will tell you, like, hey, you posted this a year ago. Yes. Or you posted, you know, whatever. And they'll do statuses, pictures. And, dude, there's been often where that stuff pops up. I'm like, why? <laughs> have you ever had that like i thought i've deleted moment. so many old posts like every it's like every single day it's like oh delete <laughs> like why why did i say that and there were moments josh where i was honestly trying to be super spiritual like i'm like <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you're sinners and this and this and that and and, and I, I, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking I'm helping. I'm thinking I'm doing something. Not just that. Things that I posted personally that I was trying to send just these secret messages to mm-hmm. people that but hope you see this. And I look back, I'm like, yeah, cryptid message. There it is. And I look back, I'm like, how dumb was that? How dumb? Um, let's go to our next one. Uh, and we're almost done here. We have one more after this. Okay, so will social networking remove focus from the big picture 
of God's kingdom. Will it do that? How much time do you spend online each week? A couple of hours, several hours, more than 20? It's easy to lose track of time when you are virtually conversing with friends and getting the latest updates on what's happening in their lives. Now, in stating that, there's not ne- nothing ne- there's nothing necessarily wrong with doing that, with keeping informed, um, but we have to guard our hearts in the sense of what's important, and we need to dedicate time to that. Yes, it's important to build relationships. It's important to, to talk about certain things, but um, we need to make sure that we are doing our very best in what we post and what we talk about, how we keep up with people to promote the kingdom of God in the sense of of, of loving people well, loving Jesus and loving people well. Um, it's social networking is a very good, powerful tool that we can use to help people focus up on the kingdom of God. We can use to inspire people. There was an often, I'm sure you've experienced, Josh, where a post I've done, a quote I've shared, um, a, a verse even that I wrote, mm-hmm. that I read that day, that I that I posted. It it somebody would comment and say, "Hey, that's what I needed today." Yeah. Like that got me through. And I want to be useful in that sense where I'm not just focused on trivial matters, things that don't really add to the kingdom of God. Like I want to, I want to challenge people to love Jesus more. You know what I'm saying? So we can use it in that sense. Why don't you go ahead and ask the last one and we'll get ready to close. Man. So lastly, it asks, does social networking further the advancement of the gospel of Jesus Christ? And it says, you are a, mis- a missionary wherever you go, whatever you do, you bear the name of Christ. Social networking is a great door of opportunity to share the good news of Jesus with people who don't know him. Go back to your answer of how much time do you spend in the cyber world each week. Now multiply that number by 52. If you only spend two hours a week online, most of us spend much more. And in one year, you will spend more than 100 hours online. And that's a lot of missed opportunities to have conversations about Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Josh, it's important. Uh, so there's a sheet I fill in. I told, I told, I've told you this before. There's a sheet I fill in when I come at the top of my day. And um, I write down what my to-do list for the day is. And then it, it, it has each hour outlined so that I can write what I did within that hour mm-hmm. with my time. And I encourage you to do that with your own life. At the end of the day, go back and evaluate. How much time was I on my phone? Um, even at work, how much time was I on my phone? Like, and what did I do within that time? Like, how did I, how did I point someone to Jesus within that time? Because I think it's important that we evaluate that stuff. It can be used for a lot of good, and also it can be used for a lot of harm. Um, any closing comments from you, my man? I think, just again, to remind people that, you know, when you're online, you are being watched. You know. Think of it as, you know, you have like a five-year-old toddler just standing right next to you, literally watching everything you're doing. Like, are, do you, are, you know, are you making sure that what you're posting is, you know, acceptable? Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it edifying? Is it um, Christ-like? Or are you just posting, you know angry comments and are you yelling at people or are you um posting things just to get a reaction out of a single person or you know are you posting a picture on snapchat saying how could you do this and then that's it and like you know now everyone's asking well what is this and now you're making all these other people engage in gossip yeah so like are you you know you are you what what are you doing online that is building the kingdom of God, or what are you doing online that is tearing it down? Ooh, that's good. That's a good spot to end too. <clears throat> well, we appreciate you. We love you, and we're praying for you as you um, kind of. 
just make your way through some of this stuff. Go back, listen to the questions we've asked, and use this so that you can hopefully use your social networking for the glory and honor of God. Um, again, I'm, I'm David, and, and that's Josh over there, and we love you, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your week. See you guys.